Welcome to the Keystone Project Podcast, a place where we discuss kingdom stories, core values, and the Great Commission. All right, growing up, I loved to read books. My mother would get me a Lone Ranger book every Christmas. You know, Lone Ranger and the Gold Robbery, Lone Ranger Traps the Smugglers, or Lone Ranger and the Mystery Ranch. I loved those books. And we had a great library, you know, Treasure, Treasure, uh, Treasure Island. I almost said Treasure Planet. Treasure Island, um, Huckleberry Finn, Peter Pan, Robinson Crusoe. I loved these books because they're good stories, and everybody loves a good story. And then, but then there are other stories, like The Hunchback of Notre Dame, which is a terrible story. It was a waste of 500 pages. I do not recommend you read it. Um, but, you know, so if you were writing a story, mind you, because I read 500 pages of that book and I enjoyed it, it was the ending that was really bad. If you're writing a story, remember, you need a beginning, you need a middle, and you need to have a good end. If you don't have a good end, if, if you can't land the plane, you know, and everybody dies, that's dumb. So land the plane, all right? End your story well. And we're all writing a story. You know, it's a story of our lives. Every day we add a page to it. What we do, you know, it, it becomes a part of that story. I think of my parents' life. They have an incredible story. You know, all the things that they've done. Their life has been an incredible adventure full of romance and, and danger and action. You know, I hope that my life someday, that's the way I see it, Dad. You know, I hope that my life is half as exciting as theirs has been. You know, so how, how can we have a good story? I, I, I want a good story that someday I can tell my grandchildren. And so how can we do that? I think it starts with uh, what we believe. What you believe is going to determine your values. And your values are going to determine the actions and the decisions that you make. And sometimes that's all you have in life. We can't control the things that happen to us. You know, sometimes events are out of our control. We certainly will bear the consequence of the things that we do. And sometimes we bring more trouble on ourselves than, than we ought to. But often events are out of our control. Bad things happen, and we, we can't control those things. What we can do is we can decide what to do with the time that we've been given. That was for you, Dustin. <laughs> so what we're going to look at tonight is what will you build your life on? And this is choosing the foundation of your life. And so I want to tell you a story Jesus told his disciples in Matthew chapter 7. So Jesus, this is at, this is at the end of the Sermon on the Mount. All right. So Jesus said, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and slammed against that house. And yet it did not fall, for it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like the foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and slammed against that house, and it fell, and its collapse was great. And so Jesus is telling his disciples this story knowing that he's going to die and rise again, but his disciples will face a world that becomes incredibly hostile to them. And he's speaking to them about how to live in a world when the storms do come. Ten of his disciples will face martyrdom in their life. And how will they face that hour? And so he's speaking to them specifically on that. And so what is, he's telling us there are two foundations we can build on. We have the rock and we have sand. Now rock is solid. It's complete. It's one thing. Sand is coarse. It's rough. And it's irritating. And it gets everywhere. 
That's for you, Alex. All right. No, sand is many things. If you pick up sand in your hand, you're holding, you're holding more than one thing. It, it, it's all these different grains. I don't know if you call them grains of sand. I'm not sure what unit we use, but you get the point. You're holding many things. It's not a singular thing. It's not complete. It can slip through your fingers. And then it changes quickly. It's not solid. Sand is not a suitable surface to build on. Right? It's always shifting underneath you. So what is this rock that we can build on? Well, Jesus says, the wise man who built on the rock is he who hears these words of mine and acts on them. Hear the words of Jesus. Act on him. His words are truth. Build your life on the truth. The truth is one. There is only one truth. Now, the world will tell you that you, we all have our own personal truth, and that's baloney. There is one singular truth, all right? You know, the, the grass is green not because I feel like the grass is green. It's green because that's the truth. I'm a man not because I decide to wake up and feel like I'm a man today. I'm a man because that is the truth. So the truth is one. The truth is complete, all right? Half-truths are not truths. Half-truths are lies. The devil speaks in half-truths. He says, you're a sinner, you're a sinner, I'm a sinner, and he's half-right. But the truth is that though we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While we were yet sinners, he died for us. He bore our sins on the cross of Calvary. He paid the penalty, dying there. And he rose again, overcoming sin and death. And we now can walk in the spirit, the fullness of the spirit, and the kingdom of God. That is the whole truth. So the truth is complete. It's not a half-truth. And the truth is eternal. It lasts. So many things in this world do not last. The truth is it lasts. It's the same a thousand years ago. It will be the same, God forbid, if there's another thousand years of this earth. It will always be the same. The true truth is eternal. If you are not building on the truth, you're building on what is untrue. You're building on what is false or, or what, is, what is a lie. And the world will peddle many false truths for you to build your, your foundation on. All right, the world is full. I, I think in this generation, we have anything, we can be anything we want. No other generation had the opportunity that you and I have. We can be anything we want. We can go anywhere. We can do anything we want. And so we have to be very careful of the foundation that we're building on because there are many false foundations out there. And the, the catch is, the world will, will offer all you, you all these things. The catch is that it's always changing. They always um, change the platform. They'll tell you that this is good today, and then tomorrow they've changed their mind. Uh, I think a good example of change in the world is COVID. In 2020, first of all, before COVID, we were all fine. And then it changed and we had COVID. And at first, nobody, nobody believed it. And then everybody believed it. And if you didn't believe it, then you were crazy. And, and ever, you, you know, in certain countries, you'd get arrested if you didn't do the right thing. But then George Floyd died. And suddenly, nobody cared about COVID. We changed. We decided that we had to follow these Black Lives Matter riots. I could not turn on a video game without a Black Lives Matter message in my face. So then we cared about Black Lives Matter. Two years later, Black Lives Matter is no longer a charitable organization. The world moved on. All right? They no longer recognize them. There are, there are movements of them, but the, the media attention that they had has passed. All right? So the world, and now it, it's, it's the war in Ukraine. And what will they think of tomorrow? The world will always change platforms that they ask you to champion for and dedicate your life to. And then a year later, it's gone. And it's moved on. These things are not eternal. Um, another good example of things that change is this. This is done in 2016. We all know what this is, okay? But no sooner had they done it, did more genders come out. So they had to keep changing it. Several changes later, it turned into this, all right? And this is not even the most recent one. 
they keep they keep changing it because new genders come out it, it's a mess out there now they all have different flags all right i don't i don't know what any of these mean all right but this is the their platform is constantly shifting it's not a stable platform on which to build your life they're asking you to dedicate your life to this thing that cannot stand and this will not stand against the storms that come in your life if you dedicate your life to this it, it will your house will not stand a a good example summing up all of this, I think, comes from King Nebuchadnezzar. In Daniel chapter 3, King Nebuchadnezzar wakes up one day, and he decides he's going to build a golden statue, and everybody has to worship it. And I think this is how the world operates. Somebody, whoever's in charge out there wakes up in the morning and thinks, what can we make them dance to today? All right, Because this guy, he wakes up, decides that we're gonna, that I'm going to make everybody worship this golden statue. So he builds it. And then he gets the most popular band. I was going to insert a band here, but I don't know any of them. And I don't know who's popular anymore. All right. So whatever popular band, if they still do that these days, whatever popular band, insert that here. Okay. But he gets a band together and the band's going to play and everybody has to worship this. And so he sends out a proclamation that says this. To you, the command is given. You peoples, nations, and populations of all languages. That is, the moment you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the lyre, the trigon, the psaltery, the bagpipe, and all kinds of musical instruments, you are to fall down and worship the golden statue that Nebuchadnezzar the king has set up. But whoever does not fall down and worship shall immediately be thrown into the middle of a furnace of blazing fire. And so the command goes out, and the day of the inauguration or the unveiling of this statue commences, and the band starts playing, and everybody bows the knee. Now... Even the people who built this, they know that this is not a god. They built it. This is a new thing. But they bow because the king has commanded it. And then so it is with the world. I think people inherently know the truth. They know a lie when it's spoken to them. Look, when we go back to the, all this stuff, we know this is nonsense. All right? Inherently within us, we know the truth. It has been given to us to know it. All right? But we do it. We bow the knee because the kings of this world have commanded it. They've told us we have to. So everybody bows to me except for three men. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These are the three stooges of the Bible. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were incredible men. You know, when they're, they were very young, when King Nebuchadnezzar destroyed their city and carried them away. I mean, what a storm to experience in your life. And yet their foundation was set on the truth of God, and they did not lose their faith in him. And as such, God blessed them when they entered the land of Babylon. They received a position of very high rank and authority in the nation. All right, so by the time Daniel 3 happens, these guys have a lot to lose. All right, they're not just slaves in Babylon. They have received a very comfortable life now, but their foundation is set on the truth. All right, if, if they were to bow to this statue today, what will King Nebuchadnezzar think of tomorrow that they have to bow to? It will not end with one statue. And so they have set themselves on the truth. And they will not bow to it. And King Nebuchadnezzar is enraged. He goes down to the furnace personally, and he begins speaking and said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods, nor worship the golden statue that I have set up? Now, if you are ready, at the moment you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the lyre, the trigon, the psaltery, and the bagpipe, and all kinds of musical instruments, to fall down and worship the statue that I have made, very well. But if you do not worship you will immediately be thrown into the midst of a furnace of blazing fire. And what God is there who can rescue you from my hands? And these men, they reply to the king, Nebuchadnezzar, 
We are not in need of an answer to give you concerning this matter. If it be our God, whom we serve, is able to rescue us from the furnace of blazing fire, and he will rescue us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we are not going to serve your gods nor worship the golden statue that you have set up. And King Nebuchadnezzar is so enraged, it says that his facial expression was changed toward them, which I think is the funniest piece of scripture, that his facial expression is changed. And he, he orders that the furnace be heated seven times hotter, and then that he has his valiant warriors tie them up and cast them into the fire. And as they're doing this action, those warriors die because of the heat. The flames of that furnace were so hot. But then Nebuchadnezzar picks up his eyes and he looks and he says to his advisors, did we not cast three men into that flame? And they said, yes, absolutely. He says, I see four men walking around untied, and the fourth appearance is as the son of the gods. So Nebuchadnezzar calls out to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and he says to them, come out, men of the most high God. And they come out. And they are unscathed. Their, their garments do not smell of smoke. Their hair is not singed. They are untouched by the fire. King Nebuchadnezzar says to them, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and rescued his servants who put their trust in him, violating the king's command, and surrendered their bodies rather than serve or worship any god except their own god. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did not wake up that morning and decide, we're going to be rebellious today. They had, from their youth, set their foundation on the truth that God is one, that there are no other gods but him, and that he will be Lord of all the earth. And so that is the, that is the faith that carried them through that fiery storm. You know, Jesus said that the wise man who built his house on the rock is he who hears these words of mine and acts on them. And so I wanted to read to you what Jesus said in Matthew 5, 6, and 7 before he told his disciples this story. And so what did Jesus say? He said, be the light of the world. Be a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. Do not hate your brother. Do not lust. Do not commit adultery in your heart. Love your enemies. Is there any harder scripture to obey than loving our enemies? And yet it is a command of Christ. Do good to those who mistreat you. Pray for them. Go the extra mile. Be perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. Give in secret. Pray in secret. Fast in secret. And forgive. You know, I remember there was a time in my life when I was so mad because I felt very wronged. And I felt like my family had been wronged. And I got to a point where I said, God, I can't be mad anymore. I'm too tired. I was too tired to be angry anymore. And he took it away. He, he gave me a capacity to forgive, and I thank him for that, that he gave me that capacity. Forgive. Bitterness will rot your foundation of your house. It will ruin you. I've watched bitterness and hatred ruin people's lives and, and their, their, their relationships. Learn to forgive. Forgive quickly. Store up treasures in heaven, where it's eternal. Do not build on the things that do not last. Store up for yourselves in tre treasures in heaven where moth and rust cannot destroy. Do not worry. Do not be anxious about any little thing. Your Father, who is in heaven, knows all that you need. But seek first the kingdom of God 
and his righteousness, and he will add all these things unto you. Ask, and it shall be given to you. Knock, and the door will be opened. Seek, and ye shall find. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And beware of the false prophets. As I said, there are many false foundations in which we can build. There are plenty of false prophets out there today. And they all have a very loud voice. Enter the narrow gate. Wide is the way that leads to destruction. And many there are that are on it. And lastly, Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Let's live a good story. Let's have a good story that we can pass on to the generations that come after us. Build your life on the truth of Christ, and the adventure that you will have will be out of this world. Thanks for tuning in with us. If you want to know more about the Keystone Project and how you can support our ministry or launch disciple-making movements in the nations, go to keystoneproject.org or find us on all the major social media platforms.